Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 94. We talk about active listening, contact resubscription, having the right contact properties, and our Gmail tip of the week. Now this is a podcast for marketing managers or sales professionals who are using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Belly from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you? Yeah, really well, and some great tips coming up in the show, especially this... <laughs> Contact resubscription one caught me by surprise this week. So and yeah. caught me by surprise too. Yeah, important one for marketing managers to listen out to coming up in shot two. All right. Now, Craig, on to our inbound thought of the week. The art of listening. And this is from the Farnham Street blog. Yes. Yeah, great content there. Thank you for introducing me to it. And I think it was a fantastic piece of content, right? And I actually got quite a bit out of it. And I think just even the way they've laid it out is a great example of what to do. Now, I'm going to go right to the end where it says, how can you improve your active listening skills, right? And I thought this is a really interesting one. It says, educate yourself on common cognitive biases and shortcuts. Learn to spot them in yourself and others and see how they impede communication. Another one, avoid trying to respond immediately. I thought that was a cracker of a tip. Allow the other person time to finish speaking, then provide a considered response. Consider first if it's a shift or a support response. So I'm just going to highlight those two because they really stood out to me because I think it's with anything. It can be social. It can be how we respond in a marketing fashion. And I think we have to really use our listening skills so we can be providing better responses to people as opposed to go, oh, I've got this problem. I'm going to blurt out this response. I think there's got to be a bit of thought behind it. And understand where that person's coming from. You can actually start in all areas of your life, as you've highlighted. So I think we all know that we need to listen with our friends and partners and spouses and kids. But isn't it interesting that when it comes to marketing or sales, we we actually think we need to speak first or, oh, I better tell them more, tell them how good I am. So this is a good reminder for all parts of your life, not only marketing, uh, but I guess especially marketing because that's often where we fail. We think we need to broadcast when actually we need to listen more. Absolutely. I'm going to highlight another. It's a great a little highlight from this. It says, listening is difficult because it involves suppressing your ego long enough to consider what is being said before you respond. And I really thought that was really fantastic. And don't forget, you got two ears and one mouth. <laughs> so do twice as much listening that's right, and half the right. talking. No, good point. So I encourage everyone to read it and um, learn from it and get something out for for your marketing and your life. All right. On to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. Yes. Now, this is a reminder for most people, I hope, and um, it's around email resubscribing. So let me give you a typical case. Someone comes to your site, they sign up, they get a few emails from you, then they unsubscribe. They've had enough, wasn't what they wanted. Later, say a month or two later, they come back and they fill in a form because there's some other piece of content they'd like to resubscribe. And you go, yeah, well, of course, they've filled in a form, they'll resubscribe. No, actually what happens is if they've unsubscribed, they don't get follow-up emails. So they might have filled out a form thinking they're going to be sent an email with a download. They don't get it. They might actually complain. So you go, oh, that's weird. And you'll actually see this happen. You can look through contacts and in their timeline you'll suddenly see something like, oh, they submitted a form, they were sent a thank you, did not get thank you because they were previously unsubscribed. So this is a bit of a trap. Of course, there's a HubSpot um, feature or a setting that enables this, but you've got to remember to turn it on. Now, I thought it was on by default or as part of your onboarding. 
I was actually with a client this week and we had actually set them up, right? And I was like, oh, that's weird. We're not this, oh, it wasn't enabled. Did I not, <clears throat> did I forget to set this or what? Anyway, I quickly set it. Then I went back through all our other clients. I thought, oh, what's, you know, I, fortunately it was on for them. Okay, so we just missed it with this client. So the fact that we've done so many sites and missed it, I thought listeners, there might be a few listeners who have also missed this setting. So in the show notes, we've got a little screenshot. You just go to contacts, contact settings, email settings, and you can scroll down to see that part called resubscription emails. You enable it, and then you can just edit the email that they'll get. If they try to resubscribe, it just wants them to confirm. Yes, exactly. And I think that's a really valid point because you should edit that email as well. You'll need to edit it at least for the name and the sender. Exactly. The name and address. Yes. But, yeah, you can tweak it to plain text email. Yeah. yeah, but absolutely important. So thank you for that tip, Craig. Now we're going to talk about our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this was a blog post we saw on LinkedIn about Brian Halligan on the phones on the reception desk at HubSpot. And it was quite an interesting post, like had a picture of him at the desk and stacks of comments after. But what do you want to highlight from that, Craig? Well, just this idea of understanding the problems of your customers and what they call in and talk about. And I think as marketing managers, you might not be exposed to that on the front lines. You might be exposed to, say, some email replies you get. But just actually, here's another idea. Go and sit with your your IT support team or actually listen in on some of the sales calls. As a marketer, getting that kind of insight is useful. And I remember years ago, there was famously Bill Gates did the same. He was answering IT support in the early days of Microsoft, he'd just wander around and say, oh, can I take over this one? And he'd help someone through. I can't remember the case, but it was some uh, uh, older lady who was ringing up with a support request and he talked her through and fixed it for her. And it was an eye-opener for him as to the kinds of problems. And I know that fed back into product development. But, Craig, in response to what you were saying, that is absolutely true because I have done this with many of our customers that have people on phones on sales teams and just going and hanging out with them for a day, even going to a trade show, for example, being on the stand that they're on, seeing the questions people are asking, seeing how they're answering the questions to people that they interact with can be such an eye-opener for content, for frequently asked questions, for product improvement. And I think it's it's absolutely gold what you can find out. So I'd encourage you to actually do it. Yeah, you actually don't need to go and spend a whole day. So actually, if you want to talk to the IT team, you can say, oh, can you show me the tickets you've got in the last week? I just want to read through all the ticket, you know, subject lines. That enough, that sometimes is enough just to give you ideas for blog posts and, yeah, and content. Absolutely. All right. Now on to our sales feature of the week, Craig, and this is about setting the default contact records when people are looking through contacts. So this is what you mainly see in the left-hand pane once you actually view a contact record. And this is really important. Like you can have the default, but I think as you start using the tool more and more, there are things that are highlighted to you that you might want to actually see at first glance. Like where did the lead originate from? When was the last contact with them? When was the last time they visited your site? Things like that, really important. Well, just life cycle stage, lead status, those kinds of things. And why this comes up is actually we normally do this as part of onboarding, but perhaps if you've had the CRM for a while and, you know, you've just put it on bit by bit, bit of an ad hoc process, this is a good one to go back to in settings. You may not realise it's there uh, because quite often we'll have people say, oh, you know, say, oh, what? why don't you see this field? I'll show them a screenshot. And they say, I don't see that in my view. Oh, okay. Go to this setting and you can set the default fields that appear for everyone in, in the company to see. 
So, yeah, yeah, it's really, really handy. Fantastic. All right, Craig, on to our opinion of the week. We've titled this The Winds of Change. Now, here's a Chinese saying. It says, when the direction of the wind changes, some people build walls and some people make windmills. Look, it's a good reminder, especially in marketing, that things change so quickly. And even if we've been doing marketing for years, we can get caught in our own ways and we resist change. Oh, I'm not going to use Snapchat. That's, you know, nothing, not for me. Or, well, we still hear it. Oh, Facebook, it's never going to work, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I always like these sayings. And anyway, the reason it came up for me is I was thinking, you know how so many people, they talk about using an iPad for their actual work device? I just can't do that. My iPad is purely a consumption device. It's not a work device. And I'm trying to challenge that because I see some people changing and I just wonder if I'm resisting change, you know. I don't know, it's not how I do it. I have finally managed to move to reading my books on my iPad now. That's taken me years, but I really forced myself to do it. But because I recognise that in myself, I was kind of challenging myself. Are there marketing ideas that I also just, um, you know, I resist, I'm, you know. I, uh, I build walls against the winds of change, so to speak. I don't know, do you, do you notice that in your own life? Absolutely. And I think this is where we need to get out of the trenches. We need to go talk to other people. And I, like when I talk to you on a weekly basis, there are things that I learn or we help each other with. And I think it just opens my eyes because I just go, I shouldn't be doing it that way or I've been struggling with this particular thing. There's a better way to do it. I think that comes. And I think it's just being open to go, I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly willing to try new things. I think that's the biggest thing. I know most people always would say, no, I don't want to, I don't want like a, like I love beta releases of stuff. It does break, but I, I like to try new things. And that's how one of the ways I try to keep abreast with what's going on and just being open to change. Like don't be stuck and go, oh, I really love that. Like, for example, let's say they're refreshing the HubSpot tool and they're making the interface look nicer. I don't really like those fonts and colors. I want to go back to the old ones. (laughs) Does it really change your life? No. But are you open to change and are you willing to try new things or try new ways of doing things? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, you know, new formats. Exactly. Here's here's one for you because I quite like the podcast format. I'm quite comfortable, but I don't want to do video of myself. And all the marketers out there are saying video, 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 you got to do it, Facebook video. I'm actually resisting that. So that's actually an example where personally I am resisting it. And I'm pushing. You're pushing for it. I'm resisting it. But I actually wonder if I'm letting down some of our customers because my personality doesn't like to do it. Yep. Maybe I need to be getting out of my comfort zone and doing it because that's actually how I'll get results, say for myself, but more importantly for my customers. Exactly. And I think you hit a really valid point there. All of this stuff is not about us. It's actually about what we provide to others and how we help them. And I think if we take us out of the equation, we should do whatever we need to do to help others. Now, onto this cracker Gmail tip of the week, Craig, which you shared with me earlier in the week, which I've been using. And it's called Inbox When Ready. So if you go to inboxwhenready.org, you'll be able to use this, especially if you're using Google G Suite apps or just using Gmail. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll tell you where this, what it does. Basically, it sits in there and it hides your inbox. Okay, so now I've, I've, why, Craig? Yeah, you, you'll say why. Here's the use case. Look, if you don't want to check your email, okay, don't check your email. That's good. But let's say you need to go and send an email. 
This is typically what happens. I was finding all the time because I'm pretty good at avoiding email. But then I've, there's something I've got. Oh, okay. I've actually email a client about that. So I go into um, my inbox. Oh, hang on. There's six emails I haven't read. And I'm immediately distracted. And before you know it, I've forgotten to write the email to the customer and I'm busy. I've been sucked into the, you know, the inbox vortex. Inbox when ready, it just hides your inbox. So you can flip over to your inbox in Gmail or Google Apps. You can compose, you can actually search if you need to find stuff, but your inbox is hidden. So just that use case, it's really powerful. And yeah, I love it. Now it's uh, how it is. It's actually an extension, a Chrome extension. And I think I'm on a trial. I think it's a paid tool after 14 days or something like that. So just be aware of that. There is a paid plan or the free plan puts some annoying email signature, which I would never use anyway. But yeah, I, like it's it's actually changing. I've noticed the productivity change in terms of less distractions. Fantastic. On to our resource of the week, Craig. Content marketing case studies. Now, this is this is fantastic, and it's from a site called Detail.com. Now, why I ask? Well, it's basically case studies of content marketing done well and results. So. I think these are, they can be inspiring, but uh, you can get ideas. So you can actually flip through. We won't go through them all now, but I think there's a new one every day or every couple of days or every week, yeah. and there's a podcast to go with it. But they just talk through examples of content marketing, what people have done. So I really like them. They're kind of like examples or uh, quick ideas that you can learn from. So browse through those, have a look, and, yeah, get some ideas. Yeah. And the next one we're going to talk about is Google using ClickDAR to personalize results. At an IP level. Now, this is very nerdy. It's from Moz. Um, and why are you highlighting this today? Craig? This was fascinating. So I'll tell you what happens. Um, Rand was checking this out at, the, at their Moz office. Uh, someone was searching for a particular part of their site related to a product that they have. And everyone within the office was seeing this result that was in their help section. And uh, so they raised, they said, oh, hang on. We're actually searching on the brand name for this tool. And we're coming up with the help section. Uh, why is something wrong with SEO? And then, then they were, you know, because they've got some remote workers and the people external to the network were going, oh, no, no, it all looks fine for us. It's fine. It's like, oh, okay. So then they say, oh, is it just personalised for you? No, it's actually everyone in that office on that IP address was seeing this specific result. help result. And it's actually the one that they go to most. So within the office, because they're normally doing support or they're talking about things, they actually go to this help section. So within the office, that's the most common page that they go to. And it is normally the page that they want to get to when they put in that search term. So what this fascinating um, like test has shown is that Google does personalise, but not just to you personally, but to everyone in an IP range or an office based on user metrics. So what you've engaged with, it will highlight for you. This is fascinating, right, for a couple of reasons. One, it shows that, of course, you can't trust Google results for like, you know, when you're in the office and someone says, oh, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a definite case where actually everyone in the office might actually be seeing that thing that you're not seeing. Correct. And so they're going, oh, something's wrong with SEO. And you're going, no, it looks good to me kind of thing. So that's, that's really interesting in its own right. But it also means that Google is actually making the experience better for you at a location, which I think is really good to know. You know, you are actually getting relevant, like based on engagement. So this isn't how many links to that page or the That's optimization right. of that page. That is, these people were going to that and those engagement metrics were then triggering that actual ranking result for everyone in the office. 
fascinating stuff. Exactly. You know, it's about giving people what they want when they want it in the right location that they're at. All right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. And this week it's from Steve Jobs. Who was he? Never heard of him. (laughs) Is that a serious question? No. No. I know it's not. And it says, simple can be harder than complex. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean to make it simple. But it's worth it in the end because once you get there, you can move mountains. I love this quote. Nice one, Steve. All right. A big thank you to Chris Mottram, who edits our podcast every week. Thank you, Chris. Love your work. So Yeah, you can go and check him out. So he does a lot of podcasts and he's he doing does. a lot of media stuff now. So he's been with us right from the start looking after us. He so has. thanks, Chris. But now he's, yeah, he's building like a media empire. It's going well. All right. We'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes. Join our Facebook group. Join our WhatsApp group. Ask us any questions. And if you are looking for anybody to help you with anything HubSpot, Craig and myself are there to help you guys. Yeah, drop us so a line. Drop us a line. Otherwise, go to hubshots.com. And until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.